This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup, and it's blocked by James! LeBron James with the rejection! Welcome to the Chase Down on Almighty Ball Radio, part of Dash Radio. I'm Justin Rowe with my co-host, Carter Rodriguez. Carter, I, I gotta admit, it, I'm really happy that you took this position when it was offered to you because it is really annoying when something just drags out for weeks. <laughs> and I didn't have a plan B. I'm, I'm like the Cavs. I have no plan B. So um, if I haven't said it before, I appreciate it. Well, not unlike uh, Dan Gilbert, you've probably alienated anyone worth having. Oh, at this one hundred percent. So, I was probably the best you had. Um, yeah, and and plus you're like, okay, well, I can just easily talk over this guy. I I, I don't respect him. This is a cakewalk for me. It's really more about my platform than yours. Not unlike Chauncey Billups, <laughs> really. Uh, I mean, the parallels are really starting to fly in because you know, like Winhorst was talking about how Chauncey like wants to be like. Wants this job because he like the idea of like having more black executives in the league is really mm. important to him. Uh, and to me, I just thought we needed more uh, fake Cuban podcast co-hosts. <laughs> There's definitely been a shortage of that within the industry. I agree. Actually, technically, outside of Levitard, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, I don't think you want to draw a comparison to Lebetard yet, because that's, that's a I, high bar you're never reaching. No, but I love it. I love that some Cleveland fans haven't figured out that Dan Lebetard is amazing yet, because <laughs> they're mad that he literally just lives in Miami, and uh, like they, they still like have like post-decision resentment towards him. I think he's like the best guy working in media right now. Oh, 100%. And he just he knows how to get under people's skin. But if you recognize that that's what he's doing, it becomes hilarious because it's brilliant how he frames everything. Yeah, his parade of gas bags after the Cavs won the title, uh, which is the parade of gas bags is where they just run 
a bunch of audio from talking heads like Skip Bayless and stuff. Uh, just about how the Cavs were just done and they had no chance and LeBron was never going to win another title and that, uh, you know, Kyrie wasn't a winner and like all this stuff. And like they just played it back and just cackled on their show. It's so funny. <laughs> the funny thing about that is how much of those, how many of those sound bites are now being used once again after the Cavs loss? Like, once again, the conversation is, oh, Kyrie's not a winner, LeBron sucks, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, you could probably just cue it all back up. It's it's like they have the memory of a goldfish. <laughs> I'll say it, it's a little different this time, just because the Warriors are so good, but yeah. But that doesn't stupid. make the Cavs bad. Well, I just really think, like, people have their opinions and, like... It takes almost no provocation to have them like fall back into them. Like, like people might begrudgingly accept that they were wrong for a minute when it's like in their face. Like, Tristan was so good two years ago in the finals. So, kind of this whole year, everyone kind of just begrudgingly acknowledged that he's good. And then he has one bad series and he is hot garbage again. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, just because, like, guys, it's no, he's good all the time. He just had a couple bad games. Like, he okay. had three finals runs with this team and has been great in all of those runs except for three games in the third finals. Kind of makes you wonder if he should even get a contract after this one's done. <laughs> no kidding. Well, let's dive into the Billups weirdness because it it's just fascinating what's going on here. And I, 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 I don't know exactly how to get a read on the situation. The Cavs are reportedly still in trade talks and and trying to figure things out. If they do hire Billups, are they just going to leave Kobe Altman in the GM job, or are they going to hire someone else? And and that's going to be a completely different process. Well, it certainly feels that way, but also that's kind of problematic, right? Because if you're bringing Johnson to be the VP of uh, basketball ops. I imagine he's going to want to hire his own guy, right? And the best part about that is it'll be like a day before free agency starts. Billups is going to accept the job, and then it's going to be, okay, well, now we're running a job search for GM as the free agent free agency starts. Like, it's, it's yeah, ridiculous. It, it, just, it just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And, like, yeah, you know... It just feels like someone in that organization knows something we don't uh, with regard to how likely it is he accepts because, like, I think I was talking to, to Chop, Zach Friedman, uh, we were in, we were just DMing back and forth about it, and he like, said something along the lines of, like, Gilbert is the least patient man alive. Yeah. Which is true. And, like... I mean, it's just profoundly weird that they would just be waiting on, you know, waiting out Billups, who's just pondering the shit out of this. Yeah. It's just really odd. And, like, clearly this is the guy they want. Uh, I think that, you know, I think Chris has rightfully kind of, Chris Manning, our colleague for the sword, has rightfully kind of trashed the Cavs for only interviewing one guy. I mean, to me, I think that the way they've laser focused in on Billups to some extent is a reflection that they knew that this day was coming. Right. For a while. 
uh, and a lot of the reporting around that kind of seems to indicate that this was not some huge surprise that David Griffin walked out the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was something that had been in the works for weeks, and and Billups reportedly had been notified that this could be coming down the pipeline. And it's just amazing, though, because when the Cavs fired Byron Scott, the next day Mike Brown, or like within the hour Mike Brown was hired, and it's like, okay, well, that's a very weird plan, but that's a plan. If Billups turns this job down and they don't have a plan B in place... It, it it's going to look so bad because if you're like it might work out no matter who they put in the job it might work out they're still going to get a blind check from dan gilbert to to spend whatever they want the lure of lebron is still going to bring just not a blank there just not a blank check for their own salary <laughs> no no <laughs> no um and, and lebron's still going to be there to recruit free agents but if you're like a process over results guy like that's dysfunction and that's typical calves. Like they are settling right back into what everyone had perceived them to be for the better part of their existence. Can I say that I'm kind of glad that LeBron, that the Cavs are already capped out and can't go sign any big name free agents because <laughs> LeBron clearly isn't committing to staying long term. <laughs> yeah. And we're, and I don't, I didn't, I like, cause I remember how frustrating that was when like, before the first decision when there would be like pretty big names that were mm-hmm. fairly available and like the Cavs would approach them and they'd be like, well, is LeBron going to stay? And they're like, we, we can't confirm or deny. Yeah. And they're like, Ma- oh, Michael okay, Reed I'm not going to come to Cleveland then. <laughs> so like the free agents that they're chasing now don't need that commitment because they're going to be signing one year deals for the most part. Man. What you know a what weird I, situation. Yeah. You know what I keep thinking about? Like what? It is pure like, like the the chasing Wade and Mellow thing is totally so utilitarian too, like beyond just like a, for basketball reasons. <laughs> like LeBron loves Kyrie, he loves Tristan, he loves like this roster, and then you're gonna add Paul George, his good friend, hypothetically, Mellow, his good friend, and Wade, his good friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's really we're no better than when the Raptors signed Jarrett Jack because they thought he like he and Chris Bosh were pretty close. Oh man, that was one of the best decisions I've ever seen. <laughs> Poor Jarrett Jack, man. I mean, he's an instrument of his own demise, but still, it's just like I remember when they signed Jarrett Jack, and I thought, oh, that seems like a pretty okay idea. Like he just had his career year, and no Warriors fans were sad to see him go, even a little bit. <laughs> and I was like, rut row. I'm really surprised Cavs Twitter has dropped the ball and hasn't been tracking Billups' plane and, and tapping into his phones. Like, I, I love the conspiracy angle. Like, I love that the theory that's going around that the Cavs have a commitment from Billups and that's why there hasn't been a plan B. And he's going around recruiting guys before free agency begins because it's not tampering if you aren't part of an NBA team. Yeah, so let's, just for the sake of fun, uh, to be clear, um, the David Zabex of the world. We, we can do yeah, this. Yeah, this, this is a stupid discussion, so just bear with us. Don't, don't <laughs> ruin it by taking it too seriously. But if we were to look through this logically, all right, the idea that Billups 
is tampering with specifically free agents doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? Because the Cavs are no. capped out and they don't have – there's no one they can get that can be convinced, right? Like I don't think that's the angle. If I think if I think if he's tampering, it's to put the old screws in Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. What, but I, I mean, at the same time, wouldn't LeBron already be doing that? Like, wouldn't LeBron be like, hey, you're single now. You're you're not going to get left if you go to Cleveland. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's the problem is that with the whole theory <laughs> is that LeBron is the master tamperer. And players I, I are really exempt like, from those charges, right? I like the idea that... Carmelo is like, okay, LeBron, I, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm just going to sit here in New York. I, I'm enjoying myself. And then he gets a call from Chauncey Billups and is like, whoa, Chauncey's in on this? <laughs> well, <laughs> now no. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, what if, and just bear with me, what if LeBron, I, and I just finished Game of Thrones last night, so maybe it's on the brain, but what if LeBron pulled like a, a Game of Thrones-esque conspiracy to have the girl that Mello knocked up go public. <laughs> Break up the marriage. Oh, like, get, that, that's get where the Cavs have to operate, though. Like we have, They got to be shady as shit. They got to be the little finger. of, uh, Which is why the, the Chauncey stuff, the, the conspiracy that he's going around trying to get the temperature on certain free agents, tamper with Paul George and be like, hey, you, you know, you really can force this to go to Cleveland and doing <laughs> all sorts of shady stuff. And and don't forget, Chauncey has big-time relationships with Denver, the, the third team in the uh, rumored Paul George trade. That's true. Um, he might be working all angles of this before even being an employee. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like he's just figuring out what he wants to do. Which, whatever. Do what you want. I think it's weird that the Cavs have given him such insane leeway. Uh, so early to do whatever he wants with this, but I guess the simple uh, answer is usually the correct answer, but it's also yeah. the lame one. Yeah. So from he- so I get so David Griffin's probably not tampering, but if he is, he's totally recruiting Mello. There's no way around it. Not that's, David that's, Griffin. That's, now, oh, now you're just hurting sorry, me. Sorry, sorry, Chauncey Billups. Um, <laughs> but you Chauncey mentioned that David Griffin, you, basically yeah. the same guy. Sure. Uh, you mentioned that Denver trade. Uh, the hypothetical. It's lit. And it it doesn't feel like it's happening. Uh, Varden kind of reported on it like it was dead, even though Stein and and Haynes kind of reported on it like it was still going. Mm-hmm. Um, this version of the trade is probably dead, yeah. and now they're in a holding pattern. So I think we should talk about Kenneth Fareed because Kenny Fareed is not a very good basketball player. As currently constituted. Is that fair to say? I think that's fair. His defense is just amazingly bad. Which doesn't make any sense to me. You know? Like, ostensibly, he moves pretty well for a four. Mm Mm-hmm. And are his arms super short? I I don't know. (laughs) Like, it's confusing to me because he should be a much better defender. He should be a much better defender just like... Even in like the Kevin Love's way, where he like gets a ton of rebounds, so at least like ends the possession. I know Denver guys were talking about him playing 
better defensive time this year, and it really does seem to be like a focus thing with him. I don't know how true that is or how much it matters. I do know that if he's a piece in this Paul George trade and we're sending him on Shumpert out there, I would much rather have Kenneth Fareed than Shumpert. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. I think that like what feels like a really negative asset to them is not such a negative asset to the Cavaliers. Because, because they're going to be losing rebounding, and he's going to bring a lot of that as a big off the bench. Or... His wingspan's seven feet. He's 6'8", <laughs> but he's got a wingspan of seven feet. He should be a decent defender. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I don't understand. And if the Cavs actually want to play up-tempo, he's, he's someone that's great in transition. He can be like Derek Williams if Derek Williams wasn't incompetent. <laughs> hey, that's my guy, Derek Williams. <laughs> that poor guy. He didn't. He didn't deserve what happened to him. <laughs> Got he, squeezed he out of the rotation the for a broken ass, Darren Williams. <laughs> God, Darren Williams sucked. He was I'm just so not mad. good. In theory, that move worked so well, and it, it was brilliant. But it yeah. just didn't. So I guess if we're gonna talk, I mean. The Cavs want to talk. Yeah, the Cavs are going to take on in this hypothetical Fareed and George. I don't think they'd get anyone else out of that, right? No, no, absolutely not. And and some people have come up to me and they're like, "Oh, do you think we could get Wilson Chandler instead of Fareed?" I'm like, "No, we're taking on Fareed because they want to move that salary, not because they're like, okay, we need to get Cleveland more value here." Yeah, Fareed is a tax, and people need to understand that. Um, He's kind a of like tax JL- that could help, but. Yeah. He's functionally very similar to JR in that regard, except less hilarious. <laughs> Much less hilarious. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so frustrating. Why isn't he good? I don't understand it. He had a, he's a better defensive rebounder than Tristan. And he, by percentage, is as good or sl- he's slightly better as an offensive rebounder than Tristan. Yep. He still doesn't help. He's that bad on defense. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like, and this is such a, such terrible logic, and we're doing this with all these guys that we like, but like, he was so good at the, uh, 2012, maybe it was 2014 Worlds. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, he was. He was just this role player extraordinaire that just beat the crap out of teams, like, with his athleticism and rim running. And a lot of the Cavs hope and optimism about these guys comes yeah. down to how they play at Team USA. It's like, okay, we're going to get Olympic Mellow. We're going to get Olympic Fareed. Mm-hmm. Ky- Kyrie was on that team with Fareed too, right? Uh, yeah, he was. And Kyrie's awesome. So I think the theory is pretty strong. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Ky- Kyrie's going like to <laughs> Kyrie's gonna sit him down with a hookah pipe, and, and they're just going to talk things out, and, and they're going to figure out, wait... <laughs> I I was almost about to suggest that Kyrie is going to convince him to try on defense. That was not a not a smart tack to take. That, that's know, not just, the angle. That's not the move. Yeah, it just feels like a deal should be able to get done. But to me, if I'm the Pacers, if I'm Kevin Pritchard, I'm waiting till after free agency to trade Paul George now. Now that the mm-hmm. now that the draft has happened, because you have. The real chance that Boston size signs Gordon Hayward. Right. And if they sign Gordon Hayward, I just, I don't know about you. Don't you feel hypothetically? I know Ainge gonna Ainge, but hypothetically, don't you think that 
that would raise their offer for Paul George to push them further into the window. They, they have to clear salary too in that situation, so they'd be more inclined to to send something out. Although at the same time, aren't you going to have a better chance at Gordon Hayward if you trade for Paul George? But can, I thought salary wise, and this is great radio. But I thought salary wise, they couldn't. I thought they had to sign Hayward first. Is that not true? It depends how much they send out in a Paul George trade. Okay. Yeah, like, I, I don't theoretically, know. Theoretically, if you're sending out Avery Bradley and and other pieces, like George isn't getting paid tons and tons yet. Yeah, he's like eighteen million. It's really not that bad. He's on. He's a legacy contract from before the cap spike. And e- even with the picks, sending out eighteen million in salary, if you're Boston, like you can do that without gutting your team. And it, yeah, and they've got a couple it, weird contracts like Tyler Zeller. The Cavs' hope to make this work is basically that Boston's going to continue being like, well, no, we can't ever part with the Lakers pick or the Nets pick for next year, which is hilarious to me because if Paul George goes to the Lakers, your Lakers pick is going to be worthless or yeah. or, or close yeah. to it. It's not going to be a good pick. So it's in your own best interest to improve your future to trade for Paul George. Like, I'd, I'd trade the Nets pick. Yeah, I still think you go the other way. I still think I would try to get assurances of signing Hayward first because Hayward's going to be there for the long term, whereas I don't think Hayward will see George as that positive of an asset for him from a signing perspective because George still might walk, if that right, makes true. sense. So yep. you get Hayward, then then you're will- then you should be willing to sell the farm for Paul George be- and easily beat any other offer. By and then you then you basically sell Paul George like, listen, we're gonna go to war with the Cavs with this roster, and I really think they could. Yeah, um, for sure. Are there some people that were saying they don't think they'd be that close to the Cavs if they did that? I'm like, they would be amazing. They'd be adding two top twenty talents without really gutting much of their core. And like, they, sure, they'd Isaiah have a Thomas. Chance. Yeah, but, they'd still have problems. Like Isaiah Thomas would still be a problem on defense, but they'd be so much better equipped to handle it. And Al Horford it, still creates issues. Yeah, sure. Like once again, they wouldn't be a perfect team, but like the way people talk about team building on Twitter sometimes drives me a little crazy because it's like, well, I just don't think there's a hundred percent chance that they beat Cleveland if they do that. Well, no shit. <laughs> there's no a hundred percent chance you beat anyone. If if you can get yourself to a 45% chance of beating Cleveland and a 25% chance of beating Golden State, you go do it. That's mm-hmm. the point. That's why we're here. Like, Yeah, that, that's – I I don't know if I would go the, that high on those percentages. Um, it They'd have a decent chance against the Cavs. Uh, I would still pick the Cavs. But they'd have absolutely no shot against the Warriors. Like, but you see my point. Like, yeah, it's, for sure. it's it's a hypothetical. Like, if you can get yourself to a point where you believe in those percentages, you do it. It's yep. never seventy five percent or even sixty percent. Like, I mean, that's not how have, jumping to contendership works. They do have all defensive team vote receiver Isaiah Thomas there. <laughs> he, he might be able to shut down Steph. Who who can't in the finals? You know, it's amazing to me that Isaiah Thomas got 
more votes than Tristan Thompson. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about that. I <laughs> the award voting outrage is something that just completely flies past me because I know I know who votes. <laughs> it's like a Utah Jazz sideline reporter and like like these like a play by play guy for the Grizzlies. It's like these guys aren't watching enough. And mm-hmm. and functionally they can't. Like unless they're like psychos. They can't watch enough basketball to to do this. Yeah, it's true. It, it, I just wanted to like kind of test the waters and see if I can get you outraged because oh no, it's it does. You're I just more interesting can't, when you're outraged. I just can't possibly care. It's so stupid. <laughs> like, have you ever like just tried to care. come up with like a first team, it, like a second team all defense without doing research? It's fucking impossible. Because <laughs> you don't, you have to pay more attention. You have to like really, really work at it and really watch to to learn that stuff. Otherwise, you're mostly just picking names out of a hat. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're like sh- okay, this guy sounds like a defender. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw like, him uh, block. Yeah, yeah, he five looked pretty shots. good this year, from what I saw. You know, you like you have to be like a psycho to actually turn in a good second team all defense. And I just don't think. 96% of the voters are doing that. Like Zach Lowe and like Matt Moore might be like killing themselves watching film, but yeah, most they're people out there aren't. working harder than everyone else. Yeah. I only care about like first team or the all NBA teams. Cause those are like important for contracts and then like MVP and defensive player of the year. Kind of mm-hmm. everything else is just stupid. No one does their homework. <laughs> MVP was it's stupid. it's like it's like people don't don't do their research before they go vote for like local elect, like when the, people go to vote for the president they're they haven't done their research on the city councilman that's also on the ballot but they're throwing their vote in anyway yeah that's it's, just a fact it's the same that matter to their life they don't do the research so they're not going to do it for basketball of course not so. I did want to talk about this because uh, I didn't realize that this was even on on the radar. Uh, but we talked about it in the DMs a little bit. If Draymond Green went, gets one more All NBA or one more Defensive Player of the Year, he is now ex- eligible for the two hundred million dollar supermax. I'm going to be Your standing thoughts. for Draymond Defensive Player of the Year next year. I'm going to be the biggest Draymond fan in the world next year. Because they, I mean, it is the Warriors, so everything always works out for them better than it should. But Draymond's like, what's taking that money? You would think he'd take the money. He's not going to turn down like, even if he takes part of the money, that's going to be like devastating. Like how much? It's like fifty more million. He's right? a six-four center that's had back issues. Like he's going to take the money. I. I mean, the thing is, like, there is, it is fair, fair to say that only the Warriors can offer the money. So if they just don't, I mean, does he just walk because of the disrespect? <laughs> I mean, th- th- this is like, I mean, we've talked about how insane this cap number is going to be by the 2019 season when they have to pay Clay. Yeah. Well, Clay's gone. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> All, I all remain the Warriors, unsure. All the Warriors of that. guys seem to think he's gone. Like the, it's just something that they've accepted. 
they know they can't pay Draymond and Clay, and, and Clay's the more replaceable player. Here's the thing. I would never forgive my owner if they let any of those four walk. Would you? Know you? Owners don't always build up goodwill. No, as we know. But, like, <laughs> if you let those guys walk, you're a piece of shit. You're a super trillionaire. The city pays for your arenas. Just do it. <laughs> like, you don't... Like, the the same, like, ethics and morals of business of, like, the general, like, idea that, like, can't can't be can't be uh in the red here uh yeah you fucking can it's basketball <laughs> that's the point you'll you'll sell this franchise for a 300 percent return on investment 30 years from now or your kid will <laughs> lose some fucking money so you move the arena out of oakland to san fran because you're good now yeah if if you're treating yourself spend the money I absolutely like so, well, I guess the theory is Pat McCaw is all of a sudden uh, a future Hall of Famer, so they don't need Clay. I'm sorry, did you mean to say Jordan Bell, 35th overall pick, Jordan Bell? Oh yeah, that guy's going to. He's yeah. They don't they don't need to sign Draymond because Jordan Bell is the, is next, the next one. You know, what? even if Jordan Bell is good, screw NBA Twitter. How <laughs> that was the most ridiculous shit. Oh, woe is me. It's the most absurd crybaby shit. And it's just like, guys, he's clearly, even if he ends up being pretty good, he will be bucking the trend in order to become so. <laughs> he went 35th. It's not like he went 6th and someone's just like, oh, man, I just think these three guys are better than him. 34 mm-hmm. times he was passed over. And sure, sometimes that produces Draymond Green. Do you know how often that produces Draymond Green? point zero 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 one percent of the time yeah it normally produces james michael mcadoo (laughs) which steve is a superstar so i don't know i just think like i i just hate it when nba twitter does the thing where they they like don't even believe what they're saying at this point they're just like hitting the beats it's like a like a stand-up who's like just done it. Like Jerry Seinfeld has just done the same hour for like ten years, and he's just gonna he's just gonna hit the same beats. Like I think a well, lot of people don't make decisions for themselves, and they just go with whatever the group think on Twitter is. Like they don't know how good a player is defensively, but if everyone tells them that they're good defensively, all of a sudden they're they're locked down. If they're if they see people reacting, oh god, Jordan Bell's going to be a superstar. Then they're like, oh man, how did the Warriors let this happen? Or how I would did the love league, this. How did, I would the league yeah. let this happen? I would love to know how many East Coasters stayed up till two thirty in the morning to watch Pac twelve basketball to watch Jordan Bell. Well, I mean, we know that people do the research. We know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah, people are ridiculous. Okay. So before we wrap this up, let's let's run over Cavs rumors, and I want you to know, fu- I want you to tell us, future Cavalier or not, nah. Paul okay. George, future Cavalier, Dwayne Wade, future Cavalier. That one is actually a stone cold lock of the week. Carmelo? Like, come on, ah, uh, future Cavalier. Yes, I think the world is stupid. And the NBA 
like gods provide the dumbest outcome. And that's so ridiculous and you silly. You know, it, it's very true. And the other thing that's almost always a guarantee is NBA Twitter getting mad that the Cavs lucked into a situation. That luck, well, actually, what they're doing right now is pretending that Carmelo Anthony isn't good at all, which is ridiculous. So I actually look forward to those same people acting like that that it was some great failure of the Cavs that they didn't win with Melo, despite the fact that they don't think he's good. Like, of course, Melo is good for the for free for the minimum. <laughs> Like, he still has a lot of. He still has gas in the tank. He's a Hall of Famer. People, and, people are so stupid. They're like, "Oh, they need you know." The Cavs just gave up 130 points a game, and they and they're going to chase an offensive guy. Yeah, because he's fucking good at basketball. <laughs> he's better than Richard Jefferson. What's wrong with you? Are you stupid? <laughs> he's Carmelo <laughs> Anthony on a conceptually minimum deal. <laughs> This Do we is know like, he's worse defensively than Kevin Love? Like he should, in theory, be more mobile. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's the it's a minimum contract. <laughs> that so is the bottom wrong, line. What is wrong with people? <laughs> it's like it's like NBA Twitter is so incapable of nuance with so many like like basketball zealots that like just have this like dogma that they can't differ from. That they genuinely think that the, there's no difference between trading Kevin Love for Carmelo Anthony and adding him to the team at all. For free. For, for free. For, for the minimum or, or half your mid-level exception. For what like, we gave up for Darren Williams. It's just free. like, I don't know what you do with people like that. Like, sure, you can argue the extent to which he will help will be limited compared to, you know, what, the the biggest mellow stands among us might think like sure he might not be like an all-star but to indicate that he wouldn't like help at all or make them better man how fun would a Kyrie Paul George LeBron mellow Tristan lineup be it'd be ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) hell take Tristan off and put LeBron at center and wait at shooting guard like the the shit that would be that would be the funniest lineup in the history of the it'd be NBA. so silly and that's the kind of shit i like to see i don't know like you just think that and then the wade thing like sure he's not great anymore don't get me wrong like no, he's, he's bad <laughs> like he i don't know if he's bad he's um, bad he, he has moments but when he's your eighth man <laughs> fine it's fine i don't know man i just think people don't contextualize this stuff like sure they're probably not getting any of these three guys like the odds say that, but to pretend like Carmelo Anthony can't help a team on a minimum contract. Never I mean, tell me the numbers. Never tell me the odds. Yeah, like that. I just people are stupid. You're stupid if you think that, and I'm sorry. You got I me really... riled up. We got there. <laughs> Honestly, if the Cavs hope for getting Paul George is basically that Boston continues to be cheap and Indiana just says, okay, well, fuck it. Because the deal in theory makes a lot of sense with Denver. Totally. If no one else is offering anything great. Mm-hmm. And the longer this drags on, the lower Paul George's trade value is going to be. And that just, the Cavs basically just have to sit and wait and hire a goddamn general manager. 
that would be a good first step before free agency. I mean, in theory, we got four days here. Will they? Will yeah? Let's let's play the final round of Cavalier <laughs> or Nah in the next four days. Will they have a GM or Nah? Yes, <laughs> maybe. I don't know, man. This team is exhausting, but they're ours. You know what? That that sums it up, and that's a great place to wrap it up. So thank you to all our listeners. Remember that you can like and subscribe us. Uh, leave a review. It's the best way to support the show. Um, so I would strongly encourage that you leave a review. Um, so we'll be back again next week, hopefully talking about uh, the next general manager. Hey, who knows? Maybe this might be the first episode of the Chase Down that we've had that just becomes completely dated an hour after I post when we sign Chauncey Billups and trade for Paul George. Let, let's Let's hope for that. We'll record a new one if so. (laughs) Crap, I don't want to do more work. Anyways, that's our show. Thanks again, guys, and as always, go Cavs.